ain't got time to shoot the breeze Got no time to blow Excuse me, mister, if you please I gotta go Born one morn on the day of the dead And bombed out bungalow My mama kissed my cheek and said I gotta go I gotta go somewhere I gotta go Wasting time standing here Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 33 of the NFP podcast presented by 3D Entertainment. The NFP podcast is brought to you by Sneaky Weasel Lager and Hey All Southern Ice Teas, the official alcohol sponsor of the show. As well, our official clothing sponsor, Wrangler Long Live Cowboys. Hello, people. We are back. A little hiatus last week. Busy, busy week. But here we are, episode 33 featuring uh, the Calgary Stampede, Jordan Hansen. We'll have him here in a minute we'll get to that soon great interview with him such a cool cat one of the best canadians to ever do it before we get to all that though with me as always scott burn how you doing scotty good cause you yeah it's i'm good i'm good i'm excited i'm actually life has gone full circle uh we're taking the kids to the high school manitoba high school finals here uh uh, leaving in two days. So Beauty. shit, just like old times, getting the moho. Pat, we pack up more <laughs> shit than we need, and horses, and oh my god. So it's good. Game on. Game on. What about uh, the speaking of the boys going to the high school finals? I seen that your boy Braden, Cousy Braden, kick some ass, huh? Oh, you know, for for those kids' whole life, they've been. Uh, it's kind of been like uh, your dad is. Uh, Scott Byrne, the bullfighter, right? And yeah. I don't know how to explain this properly, but that day, or always now, but that day when he phoned, he won $8,700, <laughs> a brand new buckle, <clears throat> a scooter for High Point. Oh, man. I, I mean, for that, now I'm Braden's bird. I'm Braden's, I don't know how to explain yeah, yeah, yeah. that, but yeah, yeah, like, I'm so proud of him. I'm, I'm yeah. looking up to him now, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. What was the what was the deal? What was it? A rope and jackpot? Head and healing? What was the details on all that? So uh, Squigs, um, he puts on the high roller rope, and he calls it okay. uh, just a big big rope, and that he has. And then um, this weekend coming up is his no bitch rope, and which is a fairly famous rope, and just because. Well, it's big, number one, but number two, if you bitch at it about anything, even I heard one year some guy complain because the beer was wasn't cold, done. You're out of there, never <laughs> come back. No shit. That's how it is. Yes. Which I think is cool, right? Fuck but, it, um, so it's the high roller. Um, Braden went out there with Brendan Fisk and his uncle Kyle. And uh yeah, he come home with a with a a fistful of cash and i did say to him i'm like hey just so you know son i have never held that much cash in my <laughs> no, so, but you know uh, it's a confidence builder um he's worked hard at it and i'm super proud of him uh, also with that comes anybody that's into the team rope and into things he was a three header okay. so now winning that uh, there's talk on the, the word in the street is they'll bump them now to a five or five plus. So cool. just puts you, puts you up into a, a, a harder category or more competition. So, yeah. Hey, that's, I guess, you know, you'd like to sneak around and some guys try and do it and win all that money, but yeah. man, if, if you're going to be, you know, professional or be the best at it that you can be, then you gotta, you gotta play with the big dogs. So. Good. Good. good for him awesome. that's cool yeah. no yeah. fucking pussies out there hey no fucking <laughs> pussies baby with that money yeah yeah, yeah. 
Um, um, yeah, people probably don't understand that the, the the team roping game is based off of numbers. What is it between one and ten, right? Yeah, twelve, something like no one and ten, right? And then uh, whatever number you are and whatever number your partner is, there's different categories, and that's who you rope against with that those, those same numbers, correct? Yeah. So he won the ten. Yeah. So he three header roped with a seven healer. Yeah. Okay. That makes right. Sense. To yeah. make that ten. Um, no, a Fiscus. Fiscus seven. Well, yeah. And you know what? Here's the even better part: is he made it. Braden made it back with Brendan as well. Oh, cool. So he could have he could have been first second, but uh, Brendan slipped leg and. Uh, Fucking guy. Right. Amateur. Right? <laughs> I, I got. I got to tell you. Uh, you know, Brendan's a perfectionist, and it would have hurt him more than it hurt. Yeah. Him, that's, but, uh, yeah. Um, but you know, um, yeah, so that's how it works in those number system. And then you can be a, in a, you can be in a 12. So your numbers have to all add up as much as I know. I can't speak too loudly because I don't know all the fine. Yeah, I know me too. I was getting into it, it and then I was like, I better not get too yeah. deep into this one. Well, it, you know, here's something, here's something to be said, you know, just because you rodeo for 30 odd years now, yeah, you're so immersed in what you're doing at the time. Um, yeah. I look back now and wish I would have paid more attention, like to the calf roping, because that's what's Dylan, what Dylan's doing. And yeah, you know, now I'm learning all that in the, uh, the team roping too. So um, it, it is cool once you get into the science of everything. Like we always say as bullfighters, there's a science to it. It's just not out there running around, right? Exactly. Yeah. They, the same in those events know. as well. Yeah. Big time. Little little tricks to make your your life easier <laughs> make, making your run. I know that. So. Oh, yeah. We don't have Jason with us today as he is, uh, put his NHL agent hat on today as it's, uh, Wednesday, the 28th, when we're recording this, it'll come out the 29th Thursday, but the 28th is the opening of free agency in the NHL. So he's got a bunch of guys that he's trying to get signed up and guys getting traded. I know Ethan bear, they just released was traded to Carolina. Who's one of Jason's, uh, players so uh we'll have to get him on here and chat about all that shit lots of action on the go so it it always you know i i don't once again i don't know much about that kind of stuff and jason of course does we but could just pretend and just fucking talk to our right. ass like so, we always so, do. <laughs> yeah so here's my deal i'm like why would you trade ethan bear you know he's he's outstanding he's young yeah. but obviously there's a method to their madness right yeah, there's always something on the go. It doesn't. It's not necessarily about the player themselves, right? Sometimes it is, but then it's just a, it's a business, man. It's it's crazy yeah. to think that all these guys are just just pawns in the <laughs> fucking big scheme of things, and they just yeah. move them around like fucking like you're playing NHL on PlayStation, you know, and yeah. uproot their lives and move them around, and that's just the nature of the beast, right? So, yeah. um, pretty crazy to see. I thought uh, Ethan would stick around there for quite some time. They were really liking him around there it seemed like but uh they must have had to do get some you know get a forward or something and then move him out to get that guy so nature of the beast and uh we'll see i think you had a couple other guys that were free agents as well that were supposed to be getting signed so i could imagine how crazy that is trying to do the right thing for those guys and you know yeah. not fuck up those deals and holy man yeah she's a she's a big game you know, you talk about our sport as, as the, or the Western lifestyle or, or rodeo or whatever you're into. Um, yeah. We don't have coaches and, and big, huge, huge contracts as a rule. Yep. Um, 
but we are the decider of our own fate. We go yep. where we want to go. We do what we want to do. Yep. As a, as a professional athlete in hockey or basketball or any team sport, um, I guess you're always a little hesitant to get too comfortable because you may be gone the next day, right? You never oh, know. fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> like they, those, they, especially young guys, when they come into the, to the NHL or whatever, before they're fully seated on that team, they'll live in hotel rooms for fucking two years, you know, or a right. year. Right. And supposedly they get, you get a ticket or something at one point that says they get you a place. And then that's when you kind of know that you're, you're going to be staying there, but same thing. You buy a house then when you're in this place and the next day you can be traded across the country or then you're stuck with a mortgage on that. Fuck. Well, I mean, they're not doing too bad, but, right. but still, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of different shit, a lot of families, you know, wife, kids, all that sort of shit uproot everything. And, you know, like Josh Manson, I remember being young, we were kids and, um, you know, Dave getting traded around and Josh would be in all these different places, went to school in a whole bunch of different places and shit like that, which he didn't, as kids, you're just rolling, but you look back, it's like, that's pretty fucking wild and a lot of work and a lot of yeah. you know, making new friends and all that sort of shit. Yeah. So pretty crazy lifestyle. Yeah. It's uh, you, you could own five fucking houses in two years and, and <laughs> still own five because you couldn't get them sold and move to the next city. Eh? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So no, that's good. That's good. So we'll hey, have- uh, I, I got a, I got a question for you. I was, uh, I was seeing some highlights of this, uh, this young uh, redheaded bullfighter in, <laughs> in in Big Sky and yeah. and probably one of the smoothest saves I've seen in a long time. Would that have been you, by any chance? Oh shit, maybe I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> uh, man, so yeah, that's good. So yeah, you, good. We had talked before you left. You went to where Livingston. Um, yeah, it was kind of hush hush on the whole situation, as you never know with everything, regulations and border and all that sort of stuff right now, if it was all going to go through or whatever was going to go down with it. But yeah, pretty fucking epic week, bro. Holy. <laughs> yeah, it started it. I started a uh, former guest of the show, Ryan Bingham, was playing uh, the under the Big Sky Festival just outside of Whitefish, Montana. So as soon as I hit that border, I rolled right to, to Whitefish and met up with Bingham and the crew. Cody Huggins is road manager and a uh, bunch of buddies. Yeah, man, it was pretty wild. So we I watched him play on the on the Friday night. I uh, spent the night up there at that festival and we had a good time. And then I rolled, <laughs> as you can imagine, <laughs> and then I rolled right to uh, Livingston, Montana. Uh, another event for. Andy Watson, Bullstock Media, Andy and JC, they put on Livingston and Big Sky. So uh, rolled into Livingston, had a good time there. You know, the old crew, haven't seen in a long time. Richard Jones, Matt West announcing Flint out there in the arena. Flint Rasmussen, another former guest, entertaining. And I uh, got to fight bulls with Cooper Wallen and Ezra Coleman, uh, two good bullfighters out of out of the U.S. as well. So, no, it was smooth. You know, it was you know kind of – I only been to the U.S. once fighting bulls for Mark Ward and Kearney and – gonna go back there again actually too but uh so you know it's kind of first time in front of all those guys you yeah you know you have the confidence that you can do it but it's yeah. like i gotta show up show out motherfucker oh know? yeah yeah and uh so no it went good there and then uh ended up staying with the sports med crew dave and dave and rich some of my best buds <laughs> from down there we're gonna get them on the podcast too here at some point <laughs> great guys so i stayed with them for a couple of days me and dave golfed uh quite a few times about three four times and then I got another call from from Bingham, and he was just up the road at a little lake area. So I went and 
Uh, I spent uh, spent a couple of days up there once again. Had obviously a great time, <laughs> and then rolled into fucking Big Sky, baby. Yeah, Big Sky, Montana. And for those that don't know, it's uh, I kind of classify it as like Banff of of yeah. Canada. It's it's a ski resort town. Everybody that comes there is just on vacation. It's all out of staters, and they're just there to party. And that fucking event was unreal. The crowd, yeah, there, oh. there was there was no people there, and they all what people <laughs> were what people were there had all their masks on and shit. Eh? Yeah, COVID was not <laughs> existed everywhere when I was there. I'll tell you that. And I'll tell you this much: I was around fucking yeah probably hundred some thousand people between that festival and that other one and i have two negative covid tests so i'm okay yeah, I, yeah. I'm alive. well you i, I talked i did talk to you afterwards and you're like well if i didn't have COVID, i got it fucking <laughs> i've been mingling around a hundred thousand people yeah yeah that's awesome yeah so it's so, a great event fuck seven time event of the year in big sky touring pro event of the year i'm sure it'll be again this year it was better than i think it's ever been andy said livingston was the most they've had i'm sure big sky was too those people were on their feet from the get-go to the end raised a bunch of money for the western sports foundation a bunch of different foundations around there and good crew everybody has a good time cody lambert justin mcbride sean gleason the whole the whole crew in that sense was all there supporting it and uh, great bull rides. Uh, Junio Patrick Souza takes the event win there. And then Andrew Alvidra has won, won Livingston too. But yeah, it was good to see you. It was fun it's fun to get down there again and get back with the old crew. And then obviously uh, do my job, which was, was the main thing, which is the main reason I was down there. So tell me this. Um, I know back when I fought bulls or whatever, and you, we always talk about fighting bulls and reading the play and, and knowing where to be before you have to be there. And I mean, I watched that. 15 times and read the play shot the gap hung around long enough for that bull to shoot you probably 10 you're tall so probably mm -hmm. 10 you know 10 feet in the air when you hit the max height of your liftoff <laughs> i i don't know but as a bullfighter when you're up there you're like fucking a i just did you know uh, yep. I, I did my job and and you can kind of see that bull rider getting out of there and yep. i mean that's what it's all about that's what we're there for and um Man, it was it was good to watch. It was, it was yeah, thanks. Man. And, and, yeah. and I mean, I mean, the best part is um, as you were coming down, you got your two your two partners there that yeah. were picking that picking that bull off. Good you fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that bull came from Canada. That bull was originally named Carlier Cartel. Come from the X yeah. Ranch, and he fucking tore us up up here all last year. And you know, it was yeah. always one that you're on your you know those bulls that you're always on your toes for. You know that. You got to be on on your game to yeah. Most Canadian those, bulls, most Canadian bulls, yeah. And this one, even for up in Canada, was you know still always stuck up, stood out for us. So, uh, thought we were done with them when they sold them to Chad Berger, and then boom, baby, here we go again. <laughs> and uh, uh, after that wreck, uh, Chad's like, uh, "Geez, he's a little hot." Hey, I said, "Yeah, that's a big scary motherfucker." And then, then from now on, they they named him Big Scary. That's his new name. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just one of those deals. Like you, you can read the play. Anybody can take a hook, and that's not hard to do. Anybody can fall and get hooked and do a dumb yeah. fucking thing. But when it, when you when you take a shot like that for the right reason, and that's the only opportunity that there is, and when it plays out like that, you know, it just gave, just got on that bull's head, knowing that I had to get his head picked up because Eli yeah. Aspander was down on the ground in front of him, and yeah. he was about to fucking eat him. And I've, yeah. you know, that bull doesn't bluff. He's going to fucking kill somebody off every time. And, uh, you know, just tried to get his head up. And the only way that I could do that and fit in that hole was to jump right on top of his head and picked his head up enough that, 
you know, shot me in the air and then, um, you know, Cooper was able to pick him up off me. And then when I was down again, thought he's going to get me again. And, and Ezra rolled through there and yeah. gave me enough time to get up and get out of there. So yeah, I couldn't have went very, you know, any more smooth than it, than it did. And thankful that it worked out. Yeah. And there's sometimes you can roll through there and put your hand on the top of their head and that's all you need to pick their head up enough and keep that yep. flow going. Yeah. But the, the, the good guys, you, any other good bullfighters that, that really do their job, when you know in that split second you have to slow up enough to let him hit you to pick up his head because you know that isn't going to be enough. Yeah, that's when it's sweet. You know, it's game on. Yeah, to be able to define between those two. So, yeah, good job. And uh, thanks. Um, yeah. I heard I heard nothing but good comments from other people that you know fairly important people in the biz, not only yeah. here but down there. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Um, I think the future's bright, so good for you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, <that's> <laughs> I was going to use good. your new nicknames that I learned, but we'll save that. Yeah, we'll save those. That's uh, <laughs> speaking of that. Jordan Hansen's coming on here in a minute, and uh, he revealed how he he uh, gave me a couple of nicknames very early on in his career that are pretty epic. I, I you know, I got to give him kudos for it. Still looking back after the interview and looking back at that time, it was hilarious. They were great. Yeah, I mean, funny. he did get well. After, after people uh, listen to the interview, they'll get it. It, it <laughs> probably probably saved them from a beating. So in hindsight, that's good. It's yeah, good. yeah, really good. So yeah, so that's good. Uh, I roll to Medicine Hat to the CPRA Professional Canadian Rodeo Association event this weekend. Tomorrow, it'll be today, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, yep. For the Dwayne Kessler Championship Rodeo again. Looking forward to that. It was always a good rodeo uh, when I was rodeoing to ride at the second perf underneath the lights at, at 8 p.m. Luckily, because it's always so fucking hot there. Cool. Uh, I wait till the end of the day. So, yeah, pumped to, pumped to go to that. That's my next one. And you said your high school finals. Um, our high school finals leaving tomorrow, the day this comes out. Sorry, the Friday after this comes out. And then uh, we get home for a couple days. And then... Well, we got to talk about this. Um, you, well, we kind of talked about it before we come on the air, but we're going full circle, Tanner. We're going back to the Canadian high school finals, which I have fought and which you were about to fight yeah. this year, yeah. you and Logan Cadillac. Mm -hmm. And very fortunate for my son, Braden, to be able to join you guys as the third guy. Uh, Hell yeah. I got a hold of, got a hold of yourself and caddy first and made sure it was okay. Then I phoned blade young and he has quite a bit to do with that association. He said, yeah, that's what high school is all about. Uh, building kids and, and he's in. So I've got True. one very happy 17 year old <laughs> around here. Um, so I'm excited for that. And I'm excited to spend the weekend and hang out with probably a bunch of dads. I haven't seen for a long time that are yeah. now, now the life has uh, gone full circle. So it's going to be fun. And yeah. then I get, and I guess, well, that's all going on. Hell we're rolling uh Thursday night to Josh's place to the two bit nation and yep. going to put on, put on a little bull ride and maybe do a little cowboy channel and stuff like that. So it fires NFP stop there in McGrath, Alberta, the two bit nation, uh, celebration of the two bit nation. Looking forward to that, man. That's gonna be cool. Oh, uh, back yeah. on Cowboy Channel Canada, exact same kind of format as, as my event was there. Josh has given me the reins to, to run the production side of things with that. So, yeah, we're gonna do the same as we did there. You'll be on the mic, you know, doing the play by play. Got Brett Gardner and Jesse Byrne. Um, 
you know, on the mic doing the commentating as well. So yeah. looking forward to a pretty cool event. we got some bulls going out there. It's always a good event there. And I think this is just going to soup it up even more with, with having TV and, and uh, everything else involved with Cowboy Channel on top of it. Yeah, beautiful setting too, right behind the house there. And they've got a wonderful place there. So I'm excited. Ironically, I've never been. I mean, I've been to Josh's, but I've never been to the bull riding. So yep, uh, a virgin, virgin trip for me, but uh, looking forward to this great family, great, uh, great host. So good deal. Looking right. Other news in the PBR Cheyenne, the daddy of them all. Last Cowboy Standing was Monday and Tuesday, and uh, Jose Vitor Leme. No way. That guy won again? Holy fuck. He took him the title. Yeah, I watched <laughs> that. Uh, that guy is... Holy fuck. Like, robot-like, you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. Just fuck. Makes, makes, makes <laughs> him... I mean, they're awesome rides, but he just so controlled and oh, yeah. impeccable. Yep, right? runs the fucking show. Actually, the whole... Uh, would have been Tuesday, so the second day, you want to say Saturday night, seemed like, but it was a fucking Tuesday night, but there was a 94, 95s, uh, Cody Teal rides Chiseled, Boudreaux Campbell rides Whoopa again, some unreal uh, bull rides that day, so it looked like a really great event, good to see Jesse Byrne was back down there, got all his visa stuff lined out, we've talked about that in previous podcasts, how he's having hell getting his visa Figured out to get across the border. Finally got that done. And Cheyenne was his return to action for 2021. And he's back nice. back on the tour now. So I was talking to him. He said it went good. And it was good to be back and get back to the action. And he hasn't yeah. he lost a step. That's for sure. He's right right back to it. Unreal. He hasn't lost a step. Didn't step. And he's growing a foot of hair. So it's, he's doing great. <laughs> he's all set. <laughs> yeah. So great event. Uh, great event down there. Cheyenne, obviously epic event. I've had the privilege of riding there a couple of times. Such a historic place with mm-hmm. everything that's went on there. And they they do a fucking jam up job. It's pretty wild. You, you know, I'm sure you've been watching on the Cowboy Channel, but how they have yeah. like the rodeo going on. And then that's what blew my mind when I was riding there. They have the rodeo going on in the arena. And then the track, there's always something going on, like another event going on on the fucking track as well. So I wouldn't want to be the one trying to fucking run it all. Holy shit. There's Jeez. shit going on every which way. Chaos. I heard a story one time with Doug Bold. His horse jumped the fence and he rode it around the whole track. It's a bucking horse. <laughs> Well, if it, it was going to happen to anybody and anybody yeah. had to do it, it would be Doug Bold. Yeah, yeah. scruffy. Yeah. Pretty, pretty epic. Uh, another news PBR Canada side of things. Jared Parsonage wins the Kinsella Gravel Dome bull riding that the Scorries put on and the McKees and that crew around the Kinsella area. Great for him. Rode really well. He actually won Lee Park Rodeo, I think, too. Yeah, he's on a roll. Yeah, he good did, weekend yeah. for Jared. He's sticking him. Um, Czar Lake, Volorama finished up. Lonnie West takes the title there. Pretty much hometown. hometown. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure they didn't have any fucking fun at that place right? after it was done. Oh, my God. I, I can't uh, imagine. Yeah, I heard from a few people that it was a cool event in the sense that, you know, they couldn't have fit any more people in there. They, everybody was back, ready to roll, especially in yeah. the hills of the Cadogan Czar Lake area. They're oh. ready to fucking roll. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's yeah. No, no shortage of dedicated uh, um, have funners. No shit. around there, yeah. Yeah, so good for Lonnie to win that one. And then what else was there? Manor. Nick Tetz takes the mm-hmm. Manor Fun Days bull riding. So big, big weekend in, in Canadian bull riding and rodeo. Lots of stuff on the go. I know Moose, or uh, 
was it Mooseman? No, Kennedy was on. Kennedy, yeah. Kennedy was yeah. on. I think Butter, I think Butter's Dakota Butter win that one. Yeah. So there was from going from absolutely nothing to, to quite a few events here in Canada. Really good to see. And and sold out crowds everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Um, and also I just seen a post today that Stan Morris or Morris Strathmore Stampede is sold out on the Saturday. So Dan Morris. <laughs> no, not Morris. Morris. Stan Morris. Yeah. Stan Morris. Stan Morris. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know why I had that in my mind. Shit, that going this year. But uh anyway, so yeah, good, good crowds. Everybody's wanting to get going. So yeah. Shout out to Gage Hillis. Uh, he was in the junior bull riding in Czar and was very badly fucking injured. So uh thinking about him, he's on the men now, so it's a little better to talk about, but scary, scary moments there for quite a quite a long time. And Czar bust six ribs, punctured lung, bruised heart, broke collarbone. Uh terrible to, you know, for especially young guys and shit to to have to go through that. And as parents and shit now, fuck that'd be sketchy as shit. So thinking about the whole Hillis clan, yeah. I'm telling you, man, that is the hardest thing as a parent and anybody that's been through it knows it's scary, scary shit. As a parent, you wish it was you out there and yeah. all, and, and that kind of stuff. But with that being said, and I don't know the particulars on it, there is kind of a, not a benefit, but you can buy tickets on, uh, I think it's like a camping package and stuff like oh. that. Um, I don't know where you'd find that on Instagram somewhere. Um, so it's the, there's, you can buy these tickets. If anybody sees it, buy them, help the young fellow. And, uh, cause I, yeah, I think good family, really good family, good family. Yeah, and yeah. you know, he's got, got a long road ahead of him. So let's, yeah, let's give him definitely. a little shot in the arm. So. Listener to avid listener of the podcast. He's reached out that while laying in, in the hospital bed, the NFP podcast is getting them through it. So <laughs> we're thinking about you shout out to gauge. We'll be, we'll see you back here sooner than later. I- I got to tell you a quick, funny story. A neighbor of mine, Trevor Gump, phones me this morning. I'm like, hello? He's like, yeah, where the fuck's the podcast this week? I'm listening to all, I'm listening to all these other shitty podcasts. And I'm like, I know, man, we're, dro- we're dropping one tomorrow. He goes, well, I'm not sure if NFP is no fucking pussies or no fucking podcast. Let's get a roll in here. <laughs> That's gold. I'll tell so, you what, uh, I was very close. Me and Bingham and his road manager, Cody Huggins, and... Uh, uh, another fella that's a, a hunting guy and uh, now a good friend of mine now as well, Ryan Yarnell. We were we were fucking pretty close the one night to getting her busted out and just going, and uh, it would have been epic. But yeah, we we didn't get to it. Same, what well, probably, probably like the time we tried one here at the house. Right. Got yeah, I got you. Yeah. yeah. Funny uh, for everybody else, but probably wouldn't have been too great for us. But uh, (laughs) we were close. We almost did it. Then I was going to do one with the sports med guys, but yeah, she was a bit of a, she was a bit of a role there on the week. So we didn't get to it, but good times had. Yeah. We'll get them done. Um, Hey, all Southern iced teas. Hey, all Southern iced teas. Our tea is always served iced and hard. This vodka based iced tea is brewed with genuine black tea and lightly sweetened. Enjoy a Hey All Southern Ice Tea while taking in the main bull riding event or sipping a cold one on the porch. Hey All Southern Ice Teas, the official refreshment beverage of the NFP podcast. Boom. So um, I've been watching the Olympics. Olympics are on. Pretty cool. Mm, yeah, I've watched a little bit, but not a bunch. Uh, oh, I do like the Olympics? I, watched the, I, I do. I yeah. especially like the women's volleyball for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> kind of tend to look for that on yeah but i haven't been watching a bunch of it to tell you the truth yet uh 
I don't know why. It just happened. Mm-hmm. I love it. I fucking love the Olympics. Reminds me of just being a kid, you know, you fucking hunker in there and watch all those people. It's kind of crazy how they all live their whole lives for those few days and only comes yeah. every four years or, you know, and then they, it's all over with right away, but you, you'd be an Olympian for the rest of your life, but wild. Is there any crowds? I don't think so. Doesn't yeah, look like I, it. Yeah. I mean, I was, like I said, I was watching the women's volleyball, so I wasn't really looking for the spectators, but uh, I did glance and see there wasn't many seats filled. So I yeah. just wondered if that's a rule there or what. Speaking of televised events, uh, the Pluto app pluto tv have you seen so we talked about it last week on the pod or whenever the fuck we did the last one and i uh, didn't really know all the details on it how it was all working thought it was gonna be great well it's fucking you can't watch it in canada there's no pluto no fucking pluto Nuh-uh. like what the <laughs> fuck so now there is absolutely no way for canadians to watch the pbr how fun None. is that uh you, you'll be able to watch the 1515s when they're on the main cbs network is the yeah. only way that you'll get you'll get PBR action in Canada, other than PBR Canada events that will have some well, of the Cowboy Channel. That's fucked. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. What the thinking is behind that must have been a deal that they had, or I don't know how. I don't know. That, that one blows my mind. I've had a lot of people reaching out wondering how they're supposed to watch avid ride pass viewers, mm-hmm. um, you know, and people that paid memberships to 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 be mm-hmm. a part of ride pass, and now. Yeah, I don't, how do you build a fan base if you can't even watch the fucking sport? Yeah, it seems like a huge step backwards to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we don't have the hugest population in the world. Is that a word? I don't know. If that's I, a I don't know. Hugest. Huger, <laughs> the biggest, Bigger. the biggest population the biggest. In, the yeah. <laughs> in the world. But yeah. like, why? We have fans up here. Lots yes. of fans. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I've had tons and tons of people reaching out, you know, just not a clue what they're supposed to do. How the fuck? Giving you shit. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm with you. Fuck, I want to watch too. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so I got to get to the bottom of it to see if there's some way. But yeah, you can't even get that app in Canada. And then when you go onto the site, that the bull ride inside of it doesn't pop up. And I don't know. I'll have to ask around and try to figure it out. But for those of you that are wondering, I'm with you. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I want to watch yeah. too. So. We'll get to the bottom of it, but uh, also uh, lots of lots of good vibes, good listeners from the Borad and Boys. Lots of the crew, everybody was reaching out that they like listening to the podcast. So shout out to, to all the PBR boys listening in, the rodeo people. Uh, I learned that there's no more show up checks for the riders at PBR. Oh. Mm-hmm. Why is that? So, I don't know what that is. Uh, at the highest level on the Unleash the Beast tour series you used to get like a four which was fucking didn't even pay for nothing anyway it was a 400 show up check so you were guaranteed 400 every time that you made it onto onto that tour so it helps with flights and rooms and all that stuff because lots of people probably don't know we pay for our own flights pay for our own rooms meals everything is on us independent contractors um but yeah i i thought i didn't know that but i got word lots of guys you know sharing different stories of the ins and the outs of it and a little bit fucking sour about it that uh, obviously I understand the money side of things. Yeah. I was just going to say, is that something they, they took back because of the COVID pandemic and just forgot to put it back into play or is it something that's just going to stay away forever? I don't know. I hope they do get it back, man. Like, and they've cut the prize money too. It used to be, you know, 35 to 40,000 when you win a, when a UTB event and it's now, around 25,000 to win an event. So 
I know that there's cuts all around, all over the place that had to be done, but we can't be going backwards No, in all associations, not just no PR, everywhere, especially now that the fucking crowds are coming back. Everybody's ready to roll. Shit's happening. Um, I understand you got to get through what you need to get through to, to, to get by, but hopefully, you know, my events included everything. We got to get it back to normal and get back to normal pay for, for everybody involved or else we'll just stay in this fucking lull and you can't make a living um yeah with that so you got to get that right got to get you know treating those guys like the professional athletes that they are not going the other way where they're making less money you know yeah, there's lots of guys that are going rodeo and because of it jb mooney um lots of the pbr guys they're all having to go rodeo and go to as much as they can because of that cut and pay not the 400 necessarily but you know that's adds up plus all the, the other prize money that's that's cut back as well so You'd be you'd be surprised how many the you know the average fan the, the fans that watch it, right from bullfighters to contestants they think that they're just making gobs of money they don't understand that you know no. so if you're gonna put the if you're gonna put the persona out there that you are paying this huge well then do it right? yeah fucking do it I think like yeah yeah you yeah. can't hide behind the curtain and and uh, take money back. Where yeah. go backwards and not get back to where you were, especially like you said. So especially uh, now yeah. with with the only thing that fucking didn't go down was flights. Holy fuck. To try to get a <laughs> yeah. you know, like we yeah. were in Canada, you know, we we're a thousand bucks in normally getting flights back and forth every weekend. Now they're fucking eighteen, nineteen hundred bucks, two thousand bucks yeah. to try to get a flight anywhere. I tried to fly Megan into Montana last week when I was there. I was fucking booze bluesing, trying to fucking get my life back together. <laughs> Me and my wife. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was like two grand to get into Montana. Plus, you can't fly out of Saskatoon now. So you have to go from Saskatoon to Calgary, Calgary to Denver, Denver to fucking Billings or yeah. uh, wherever, you know, like everything's going to be two, three stops now. So yeah, that's the only thing so, that really didn't go so down. Fucking so you were ba- yeah, you were basically like, yeah, I want to fly you down, honey. Oh, two grand. No, sorry, I'll get through this on my own. Bye bye. <laughs> gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, pretty crazy stuff on the go there. Um, Manscaped. Yeah. Should we get to that? Yeah. We re we upped with Manscaped too. We're we're wow. back. We're signed again. Wow. The Olympics, Euros, baseball, major championships, and concerts are all in this summer. You know what isn't? A wild and hairy bush. Tame your pubes with help from our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package includes the brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. If an athlete treats their body like royalty, why not treat your pubes like Olympic gold? Fellas, do right by your balls and join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com with the code NFP20. The world is starting to open up and the performance package 4.0 for Manscaped is ready to help you get ready. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, plus two free gifts, performance boxer briefs, and the shed travel bag. Talk about a world-class dismount to a post-quarantine world this package is the perfect package for your package and peak performance in whatever sport you desire what a tongue twister i nailed that too yeah you did oh holy fuck after trimming your pubes show them some sportsmanship with manscaped 
liquid formulations. The Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver Ball Toner are key to feeling victorious this summer. Manscaped also threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code NFP20. That's capitalized NFP20 at manscaped.com. It's 20% off free shipping with the code NFP20 at manscaped.com. Achieve pubic glory this year with Manscaped. Oh, ho! <laughs> Fucking boom. I don't even think I messed that one up, did I? No, you did good. I just, I just like that pubic glory <laughs> yeah that's it wow not bad not bad. I've achieved i've achieved a lot of things in my life but i've never achieved pubic glory yet pubic glory <laughs> shout out to todd chadowitz great canadian bow rider getting married today on wednesday july 28th so congrats to to him and his wife and with that i think we're pretty set i think we're yeah, good man. to go Lots to talk yeah. about. That was a good, uh, good episode. Jordan will be Jordan's a great interview. It'll be fun. Lots of we didn't get into the Calgary Stampede much in this intro because we get all the insights from Jordan. We'll have Jordan back to talk about his career and everything else at some point too. But uh, this was more of his his recent win at the Calgary Stampede and the insights of the bubble and all that sort of shit. You bet. Yeah. No, it was good. Uh, good to talk to him again. And yeah, he's such a talent that kid. I, you know. He's not really a kid anymore. No. Either, but <laughs> yeah. It's hard to believe they've been around a while. So, no, it's good, good, good interview, like you said. Definitely. So, we'll get to that here right away. Last shout out once again, thanks to Andy Watson, Bullstock Media, Freestone Productions for, for having me down to fight bulls. I uh, get my foot in the door in the U.S. at some, some big PBR events, and, and hopefully, we can keep, keep going down there and keep, uh, getting that as big and as best as I can, I can take that. So appreciate you guys, everybody that, that was, uh, took care of me through the week, Dave, Rich, sports med guys, uh, Bingham, the whole crew, everybody was, was, was nice and, uh, took care of me and let me fucking bum a couch and and hang out. So shout out to everybody that made uh, last week a a pretty epic week for me. Did you clarify with Bingham that the NFP tour is coming to his house live? Did he? Oh yeah. Yeah. He got a table. We switched hats. That hat on the, in the back right there. We were all fucked up the one night, and we, we traded hats. He's got an NFP hat now. Oh, nice. That one says one. It's his brand. He's got clothing line too. So everybody can go check that out on his website. Shit, uh, he's got a bunch of cool shirts to say Ryan fucking Bingham and all sorts of stuff. Nice. Um, and then that hat says one eight hundred optimism. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep all that shit going and. Uh, Appreciate the support from everybody listening in and all the kind words towards the NFP podcast. We'll try to keep these coming. They might be every two weeks now, might be every week. Uh, won't be more than two weeks, though. We'll definitely have one out every two weeks for sure. So we'll try to rip them out as much as we can with the, with the schedule ramping up, getting busy. We know that you guys are liking them, and we'll keep fucking pumping them out. Appreciate you. Yeah. Coming. So, so no nasty phone calls. If there's not one, every week, people, <laughs> they're coming. They're coming. Oh, we're trying. We're trying. <laughs> hey, I just uh, I sponsored the junior steer riding buckle too for the CCA finals. I just sent the check today. NFP Entertainment, nice. my own, my corp. We sponsored that. So, uh, go get that, you little fucking steer riders. Go win that buckle. <laughs> NFP, yeah. Um, uh, 
That'll look pretty good on there. Wouldn't that be good to walk around as a cocky little steer rider? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a dream. That's a dream come true right there. Yeah, in itself. Cool. All right. Well, we'll throw it now to our interview with Calgary Stampede champion Jordan Hanson. Up on the stage and ready to be decorated as the new Calgary Stampede champion in 2021. This is going to be the greatest moment of his career, a career that has seen him go to NFR and to great heights in the world standings, fifth in 2019, but nothing better than this, to be feted as the Calgary Stampede champion in bull riding, Jordan Hansen. Our guest today is a seven-time Canadian Finals Rodeo Qualifier, a two-time Wrangler National Finals Rodeo Qualifier, a Team Canada Global Cup member, and most recently, a Calgary Stampede Champion. One of the best Canadians to ever strap their hand to the back of a bull, the 3D bull riding athlete, Mr. Jordan Hansen. Pancake, what is up? What's up, guys? Happy to be here. Good morning. Where are you at, man? What's going down? Oh, I'm just sitting in Cheyenne at the moment, uh, watching all these hungover humans flop out of their campers and just, you know, taking it, taking it in. Hungover athletes, you mean? Athletes. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Were, yeah, I'm sure, surely drinking Michelob's because, you know, athlete here or whatever they claim. Hey, yeah, I've got a question. I've got a question about the hungover people in Cheyenne. So, Pinoka is always famous for everybody rolling out of the beer gardens there. Um, how does the beer gardens in Cheyenne compare to Pinocas? Just times it oh. like 40? Well, you know what? Where, where we're at, it's a long walk from, you know, where the concerts and stuff are. So they're, they get a little more sobered up by the time they get back to the vehicles. Compared to Pinoka, where you can pretty much just spill out of the beer stand and go to bed. And I think the fact that it's more Canadians, yeah, there's there's a lot more drunk hungover people in Pinoka. Oh, I mean, I'm, Canada. Yeah. In the spirit yeah. of the Olympics, gold medal winner. <laughs> yeah. Too bad beer drinking is still not an Olympic sport. Yeah. But yeah. We'll get there. We've uh, we've had some Canadian representation in that uh, that parking lot that you're talking about there. One time, me and uh, Tyler Pankowitz and Devin Maisie and Skylar McBride, the full crew of us, spent about a week. Uh, down there, <laughs> I think uh, I think Devin and Pank even got in a fight at one point. We were the we were definitely the talk of the town in the campgrounds <laughs> in that little area there. Uh, but speaking of that, how's things going down there? You uh, you've been you've been winning uh, since you left Calgary. Or what's been going down? No, to be honest, I have not won a single dollar since I come back. Jeez, I don't know why. This American Bulls apparently I can't seem to stay on now. They just have to go home to breathe in the better Canadian air, I guess. Yeah, I thought we had a, I thought you and I had a good plan after Calgary. You're gonna make the NFR in about four weeks' time. We would see you in Lethbridge. Yeah, I'm I'm just making it interesting. I'm pushing that back right to the end, you know. Okay. Kind of like okay. kind of like Calgary. Like we're gonna really build it up. And yeah, that's whatever. right. Yeah. So you know, I should plan on seeing you in Grand Prairie. Then is what you're saying. Oh, uh, you never, you never know for sure. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay yeah. brother, walk us through it. Calgary Stampede champion. Holy fuck, that's got to be check mark off the list, especially as a Canadian. One, one of the biggest accomplishments that you can conquer in a in a bull riding career in any rodeo uh, athlete's career. So. 
What was that feeling like? What was that week like? Let's go get into this Calgary Stampede time. Maybe first start about the bubble situation that you had to be in to start it off. Let's go back right to the beginning of it. How was how was that that situation? And what was the rules that you guys had to follow? So yeah, from coming down here up there, I they kind of classified me as almost an American in a certain way, I guess, put me in that pool or whatever. So I was in Vernal, Utah the day before and uh, drove up. And yeah, the either rule was you go get a hotel room and uh, you can stay in your hotel room by yourself or you can go get a trailer or your camper and go to Strathmore Rodeo Grounds and, uh, you know, go there and hang out. So that seemed like a significantly better option than sitting in a hotel room by myself. So I uh, picked up Jared Parsons. You're allowed to have two people in your group. And, uh, yeah, I just picked him up, picked up the trailer and went to Strathmore and pretty much, I guess when we, when we got there, we're the second pool, but the first pool said at first they got there saying, all right, you guys can't go even past the step of your camper or they want you literally stuck in there. Can't even talk to nobody, anything. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, a couple wooden headed cowboys obviously had something to say about that. So (laughs) Next morning, I feel the rules have changed. You guys can associate with your neighbors now. So, I mean, it wasn't all bad. We showed up there again. Just it was like camping. Just couldn't leave. Had a security guard at the front gate, but we had a couple like the Calgary volunteer ladies. Called them our quarantine moms. We pretty much, if we needed something, you just send them to town. They went got all your groceries, got everything for you. So. Yeah, I mean, a lot different style of Calgary this year, but, I mean, it's, it's kind of neat all at the same time. You know, we can go and camp out, hang out with everyone else. But, um, yeah, definitely a little bit of a different process this year, for sure. Did you did you find it was good in the fact that uh, you had no outside inter- like um, interruptions? You could just sit and relax leading up to, you know, that pool, the second pool? Yeah, in, in a way, you know, it sucks. I've already been home or have been home for five weeks. And, you know, right. my wife and kid were at my mom's place, which is 40 minutes from where we were staying. So that kind of sucked because I knew right when Calgary's over, I got to leave again. Just telling her, I found a back gate to this campground and surely you could sneak in there and I'll just, you know, we'll, we'll leave for a couple nights here and they'll, they wouldn't miss me. They wouldn't know I'd be gone. But yeah, she said, yeah, if, if you get kicked out of Calgary and can't get on, because of me trying to sneak you out of a quarantine campus. I'm going to feel awfully bad about that. Like, well, that's probably a, probably a fair argument. I'll probably yeah. just stay, me and Parsons will stay cooped up here and just drink beer and coffee by ourselves, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Worked out anyway. Worked out, that's for sure. Was there um, any all-nighters at the campground? Yeah, you guys yes. had to fucking rip it up. The quarantine um, moms bring a bunch of beers. Oh, yeah. They were pretty much running steady getting beer for everybody. I think the first pool, apparently, everyone showed up with not near enough beer. And I I can't remember. I think they sent them in and they bought like 300 and some dollars worth of beer. Apparently, I I wasn't there for that. That's just rumor has it. (laughs) They uh, we kind of figured out once, you know, we had to go back and forth from rodeo every day. You figure out there is a couple liquor stores on the way. So it's pretty convenient to sneak in there, but I mean, there's a couple late nights for sure. Uh, I guess I'm getting old now and didn't, didn't feel it was necessary to pull any all nighters, <laughs> not saying that there's all nighters going on there. Cause there was definitely a handful. I think me and Jared woke up one more or it would have been 
Saturday morning. Like we woke up with a bit of a headache that morning because both of us made it back after Friday and all good. He's that he's like, Hey, we should really be athletes tonight. Let's just order some pizza and just drink beer tonight. We we don't need to cook. <laughs> but, uh, that, that does that sounds actually pretty good right now. I could give a shit to cook right now either. Just pizza and beer sounds like the perfect mixture right now. Let it roll. So I think that was that was a late one. And obviously on Sunday, that was probably one of the earliest ones, to be honest, because I mean no ranch ones like where the hell is the guy going now? Yeah. So what'd you do to so, celebrate what'd you guys get up to uh really not much man i we went back to strathmore excited to pick up a trailer and everything went to the station and bought everyone some uh steak supper and got some have some drinks there and then yeah like i said i hadn't got to see sarah partly for i guess really like five weeks at that point so i was like i only really gonna have one night in a day to, to spend with them before or I got to leave again. So pretty much just went okay. back, you know, had a couple drinks at my mom's place and, you know, tapped her pretty cool, which certainly looking back a few years, someone would have told me, yeah, you'll win Calgary and you're just going to go to bed at 11 o'clock with not even the slightest buzz. I would have told them they're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Life How changes. That? Yeah. How old's that little girl now, Jordy? Oh, she's almost seven months. Oh, so the personality's coming out. She's uh, sitting up. Crawling yet? Crawling Not around? crawling, but I bet crawling is very soon to come. Yeah, she's yeah. definitely close. I think she might be a little bit wooden-headed, and I, I should say no it's way. her mom. But I, yeah. <laughs> Kevin, I, Kevin West's granddaughter, <laughs> Jordan yeah. Hansen's daughter. Huh, let's see. Yeah. Wow. Go yeah. figure. Yeah. If you plant a potato, you get a potato. You always do. That is for yeah. sure. How was the uh, how was the actual rodeo itself, security wise and and fan wise? It didn't look like there was a bunch of of people in the stands in the sense of what it normally looks like at Calgary. But was there and with the bubble and all that shit, was the actual rodeo itself different? Did you find? Yeah, it, it definitely was at the start. You know, like you you roll in, it used to be. You know, everyone you walk into hospitality and shit everyone's sitting there hanging out um yeah now there's no such thing as hospitality or hospitality tent and all that you kind of drive your truck right behind the back pens you uh they check you in because they they check you out on the time you leave your campground and the time you get to the rodeo just to make sure you're not you know carrying on going somewhere else and then you pretty much pull up and all the dressing rooms for us were in separate tents and our new hospitality was a paper bag lunch. You got chill. They had egg salad and tuna options, which that sounded like absolute <laughs> shit to me in 30 degree weather. <laughs> nice warm salad egg out. salad to start your day off. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just, get to get, just to make sure you're emptied out yeah, oh, before you yeah. get on. Today, yeah. salmonella sandwiches. Oh, oh boy. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, so the roast beef and ham seemed like a much safer option to me. Yeah. So, yeah, and then, yeah, you basically stuck kind of in your tent. And, I mean, yeah, security wasn't too bad after that, other than if you're trying to, you know, hop the fence to go see your family or something like that, then they're not too fond of it by any by any means. But, yeah, there, there was a couple warnings getting getting given out for sure, but. Yeah, so it was oh, a lot of yeah? can we can we mention it? Who who I know uh, I got who, one. I got one story. Yeah, let's hear uh, it. Did you hear about this one, Jordan, with Dalen? I don't know who Dalen was with Swearing. They went fucking scooter yep. around outside their hotel. 
<laughs> they, went, they didn't even do it that way. Everybody was bugging them last weekend. They weren't even like, didn't go out and party or do something sweet. They just wanted to go on a fucking scooter ride. So they went scootering <laughs> down the streets. And then uh, it yeah. was one of the ladies, probably one of the moms or whatever, fucking spotted them while they were doing it and called them, called them over. And he said, said she's like pretty good looking lady or whatever so he's like oh i wonder what she wants <laughs> went over there like <laughs> to visit with her and then it was the fucking head lady of fucking calgary or whatever they're like you got to get back to your room like okay so i don't think they got any shit for it but they definitely broke the rules yeah i think well the way dalen said that yeah kind of same thing he pulled up to the truck he's like oh boy we're in some shit now <laughs> and they're what, what are you doing what are you doing out of your room? Dalen's are well, I'm just scooting around. <laughs> scooting he's like, around. Well, no pun you intended. You need to go back. You need to go back right now. And then she, he's like, yep, yep, you betcha. Headed back right now. <laughs> and I guess he got back to the hotel and they got a security lady in their hotel room. And she was sitting there in her chair, just like a mom sitting there, like your kid was late on curfew, just yeah. tapping her foot. And what did you do, mister? Because I just got a phone call from the lady at Calgary saying, you jackasses are riding scooters around downtown Calgary. And he just uh, kind of pretty much got to play the kiss-ass card. And, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we felt a little cooped up. Had to go. <laughs> oh, that's fucking awesome. Which, I don't blame them guys, like, to be stuck in a hotel room for that long and not literally by yourself which obviously do you know what do you know what hotel they had them at i don't know that apparently it was a nice hotel that's everyone said oh, they nice. had kind of big fancy rooms but still i mean still, there's only so much time still four hotel. walls still four walls boxing well, in, yeah. in on you. yeah yeah exactly for 10 days yeah out of probably busted out too which i almost did out of a campground and <laughs> there's other people though could you imagine yeah, what no, those guys was... were up to in those hotel rooms holy fuck get a black I light know. in there oh my god <laughs> 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 oh yeah guarantee there's a couple of holes getting rubbed and uh, rubbed themselves for sure <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> raw oh god <laughs> uh what about the the bull riding part of it like the actual a uh, week to your pool did you you made it back obviously i know you weren't you weren't feeling like you were riding all that well coming into calgary when you were down there kind of felt like you're in a slump in a way it's a good way to kick out of a slump is when the calgary stampede so was the the week good to you how did how did you feel riding wise yeah like you said i, I did feel pretty you know i wasn't running with the shit coming coming into it but um yeah i, I drew a couple of good bulls and yeah i mean like we were saying earlier, like it was definitely a different feel in Calgary. I mean, yeah, you're still Calgary Stampede, but it was a little more quiet, you know, not as many people at the start. So I was, you know, kind of, you know, push that out. And yeah, I, did, I let one bull get by me, I guess, in the first pool. But yeah, I felt like I, you know, made a few other pretty good rides. So it definitely, definitely, first one to figure my shit out at, it was definitely Calgary. That's for damn sure. Cool. But yeah, I was. Um, I don't know. I just, after the first couple, you know, I started feeling really good and, um, yeah, I don't know what, it, I don't know what it was that turned it around, I guess. Just, um, you know, I'm, you know, come, come Sunday, you know, that place was absolutely packed. So it, it felt like the old Calgary for yeah. sure. Really? You know, I went from pretty quiet during the week to, to loud as shit again. And, you know, I yeah. can't even hear the whistle. So kind of like, yeah, normal. You, you, kind of like normal. Yeah. 
Kind of like you've exactly. been doing in the U.S. for the last six months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or more. Or more. Yeah. Don't you want to just pack up Sarah and the baby and just move south? Um, you know, sometimes it makes you think, yeah, it would it'd almost yeah. be easier. But, you know, geez, we just bought that place last year. <laughs> Fuck, it's been too hard. Shit. Well, and I don't mean permanently. No, I know what you mean. For yeah. the next three months. Like, yeah. what, don't you wish you could – it just – I've been watching the Cowboy Channel uh, a lot here in the last, well, since March, really. It was kind of, you know, the only entertainment besides some hockey. So, and looking and watching the 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 events and the crowds at all those events, elbow to elbow, sold out, like Reno. Like, you couldn't yeah. pack another human into that grandstand. And, and there's no mass, no nothing. There's no pandemic of people falling over dead in Nevada. Like, I... I I guess it must be something with that 49th parallel. Yeah. Yeah. They, the virus is boxed in here bad. I think they just quit giving a shit down here a lot earlier is what it feels like. You know, like we were even down like Arkansas and stuff earlier this, you know, in the spring. And they said they have never, ever sold that many tickets. Like all these little smaller towns that, you know, usually fill half capacity or whatever the case. Like we're in, Durant, Oklahoma, and it was a damn monsoon of rain. Like, I've never seen that much rain in an hour in my life. Like, it was the whole arena was a lake, and there was still, I don't know how many hundreds of people sitting there in the stands. Yeah. They just, you know, they, they kind of wait, sat in their vehicles, waited out the thick part of the rain, and they all come right back out. Like, it was, they, everyone down here, yeah, they are so excited to get up and go doing stuff. I mean, it feels like Canada's just, you know, five months behind kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm hoping now that everything is kind of opened up, that everyone will get up and, you know, head to town and not be afraid of all this shit anymore. But Well, we, yeah. just, uh, we just did Kinsella, Czar Lake, and Manor. Uh, I went over to Czar Lake, and I, I couldn't believe the people. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Lane Scorey said Kinsella was the best crowd they ever had. Blaine Bison was down at Manor, same thing there. And I can't judge Czar Lake. I'd never been there before, but I'm not sure where you'd put five more people. I really yeah. don't know where you'd put them. Yeah, it was it was freaking rocking. Czar Lake has been like that for a few years now. They literally have to build more bleachers every year because they're literally out of room. But even especially this year, that I don't know, I guess I guess that's my community now. And I was gonna say everyone really i i know enough people like drinking beer and getting out and doing something around there so yeah that, that, that makes sense that i built that one up that's the sure. old that's the hella goddamn hella goddamn drinking beer community darcy lane <laughs> yeah yeah hella good hella good beer hella goddamn <laughs> yeah i love it around there <laughs> hey, jordan i jordan i have to ask you um seven times cfr two-time nfr and winning calgary where does that fit into your maybe long time goals or way back when you started riding steers and becoming a bull rider, where does that put that? Where is the Calgary win in that, in that group of, uh, of finals and, and rodeos? Well, and Canadian oh, champions. We can't forget and, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's, it's up there for sure. That's, I got, I got asked that quite a bit and everyone just kind of compares it to, to winning Canada in 16. They said this, mm-hmm. is this, is this cooler than that? Is this better? And, so, I mean, they, they both kind of got got their perks, you know, like I, you know, grew up in Okotoks. So 
Calgary was obviously, you know, the biggest deal. And, you know, even living in Canada, Calgary's always always been the biggest rodeo in my opinion. So I, yeah, that's just kind of a tough one. You know, when I, when I won Canada, the way, the way I did it, you know, I, I ended up breaking my ankle actually sitting in Cheyenne ironically and uh, <laughs> um, come back and, and still kind of caught back up and still won, which, you know, it was kind of a, I didn't really like, you know, the CFR was actually my first event back. So I wasn't sure how it was going to work, but yeah, um, that was, that was definitely a big notch. Like this would be, you know, probably right there next to it, you know, NFR is cool for sure. I'm certainly proud to have been there, but it's something, you know, I, I expected a lot more. Um, you know, I guess I just put the pressure on myself to, you know, to, to be there. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, Calgary, yeah, that's just, you know, you can't, you got to be riding good, you know, right then at that time and ride good for the six, seven bulls you got to get on, you know, mm-hmm. you make the finals, you can feel like, yeah, you, you can get it through your slumps and you come back and keep riding good. You can, you'll make it happen, but yeah, to be ride, ride good for, you know, that week straight is, you know, I think that's kind of what separates it. So, yeah, I'd say it's definitely top couple on, you know, on the, on the scale for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, being that close to that, you know, I noticed they even changed my name or my, my address on the, the program on day two. I think they, I had Amisk on there from obviously I live there now, but then they're some bitch. I think he's from Okotoks. We better slap that on there. Before we move on from, from Calgary Sunday, boom, fucking 10 round, get it through, hit the four round. You guys all buck off your first bull. You clinch it on the second bowl in the four round. How was that day? How did you how did you stay calm? How did you get yourself mentally prepared to get on another four round bowl? What happened in the first four round? What what got you down? What got you guys down? Was it a bunch of heat or everybody just stubbed a toe or what what kind of went on? And I didn't get to see it, but maybe walk us through that. Yeah, so you know, ten round um I had a had a good bull at Nansen's. I never even I seen one video of him from earlier that week, and you know he he looked good, but you know I was almost worried about not not being enough. You know he's he's good, but you know there's enough guys there that ride good, enough really good bulls. Is you know I guess I better I'm gonna have to make this one work. But and uh, I kind of yeah sat there and I was I think I was third for quite a while, and um, I ended up yeah I didn't get bumped out. So you know at that point just you know, very group kind of run back, you know, put some more rosin on your rope. And, you know, at that point you're sweating already. So just kind of go and chill out for a little while. And then it's kind of uncontrolled chaos trying to figure out what we were getting on. I go over to the judges thinking, well, that should be a pretty good idea that, you know, they should know what the hell we're getting on. Yeah. And he's like, well, what would you end up? So I don't know, third, I think. Okay, well, you either have this one or that one. <laughs> oh, the, two, the two in the middle. We yeah, just don't know who gets the first one and who yeah. gets the last one. Well, thank you. Thanks, Terry. You're so helpful. I'm glad I got <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, well, this is freaking stupid. Like, this four round usually goes by pretty quick. And I go back there, and there's four bulls loaded. I ask all them, you guys know what you got? Right. Well, I think I got this one, but. Someone told me that one. Like, okay, you must have talked to Terry because he kind of gave me that 50% <laughs> freaking chance too. So I was like, all right, well, we need to figure the hell out what we got. And finally, Keenan come running back there. And yeah, I got it sorted out. But 
Yeah, so was, I was just kind of sitting there laughing more than anything. I don't even know what the hell we're getting on. I guess I, I don't get too worked up on a regular day, so I just kind of carried it out. But, yeah, then all them bulls were good. You know, I I, always, I think we definitely all kind of screwed up, and I'm sure you asked them other three guys, they'd say the same thing. Um, you know, me especially, like that bull even got rode already that week. And, what was it? Uh, what got you? Uh, timber Jam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like butter, butter was 90 on him earlier that week. And yeah, he just kind of just let him beat me out of the shoot and kind of had a long couple jumps. And yeah, he's really good for sure. But, you know, I thought that would have been a good pick for, you know, one a guy should ride. And and I, I ended up being first one out because I didn't cover truck seven trouble in the shoot. And uh, I'm glad the camera was not following me right after because there was a lot of four-letter words. And, you know, <laughs> oh, like, shit. Like, happy Gilmore. Here comes the putter throw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was, yeah, I kind of looked up, make sure that freaking camera turned away, and I was like, I, was like, I just pissed away that 50000 guaranteed. So I was just kind of mad. And then Parson P come up to me and he's like, hey, man, just, just, you know, have your shit ready, you know. Crazy things have happened. Like, they've had a buck of extra four bulls numerous times. Yeah, well, I'll, whatever. Sure, they will. And, yeah. <laughs> leave, uh, it to, leave it up to the cowboy John Wayne just to kind of level everything out and put yeah. it in perspective. Right? Yeah. Well, I was just, I was like, man, look here. You got Dakota Butter and Night Moves standing behind you. Like, Butter's got him? Night Moves got him? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's, see, that's, that's the same reaction. I was like, well, look at that. Like, yeah. I'm liking my odds right now. That's for damn sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, one thing led to another, and all three of them bucked off. I was like, well, holy shit. All right. I guess better pull my freaking poopy pants up here. I've been all sour on for the last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Jordy, but if was it JC in there too? You, yeah, JC. It, it, so if JC or Coverchuck win the 50, they'd have done it like Marcos did on just two bowls, period. Is that correct? Or did JC uh, ride, did he place in a round? Yeah, so I'm, yeah, JC. Maybe it was, uh, maybe like, it was Covey only. It got yeah. through on the 10 round. Yeah, maybe, that sounds yeah. better. Uh, right? Okay. So, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it would have been, a, I guess, very similar, I guess. I can't yeah. even remember. Marcos only rode one bowl going in, going into the round. Ten round, oh, really? and then and then he think he wins the hundred with a seventy six point ride, didn't he? Yeah, that he across the arena. Yeah, yeah, because that was the that was the second set, kind of similar to this year, but yeah, that was that bull rattler that just made one round and jump yep. kick right across the arena. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So what what did you yeah. have in the next four round? Good bull ride. Were you first out again? Last out? Pressure on that? You know, get a second uh, well, chance. Do you had to I take control? Taking us taking a step back it was once again uncontrolled chaos on what in the hell everyone was getting on because there's you know when they set the pen there's obviously already a list kind of set and uh they ended up using one rewrite in the 10 man which they thought that one was supposed to be in the second set of four and so there's and i was like no i don't i think that bull already got used and you're not probably not double bucking them and so then they had to go back and check it all again. So yeah, once again, sitting there, thumb up my ass, kind of waiting to see what freaking bull I even got. Right. And yeah, leave it to Jerry Wayne. He's like, well, just give me your rope. I'll freaking figure it out. Like, okay. Well, sure, man. 
Keenan, everything, and everyone's kind of running around asking me, well, what do we got? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't know what the hell you want me to tell you. I don't freaking got, I don't know any more than you do. Not a scientist. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> One thing led to another. and Yeah, finally they got it sorted. They're like, okay, you got Diamond back. Or I think that was his name. I was like, okay, yeah. And I was trying to think what the hell was I like, I know I should know that bull. And uh, Josh Frost actually got on him earlier that week. He's one of the new bulls of Calgary's. And looked really good. Josh Josh made a good ride on him. Kind of maybe screwed him up a little bit at the end, but looked good. And, uh, yeah, the others – I was the only guy out of the left, so I just kind of took my shit over there. And I was like, how much time we got? They're like, oh, we're, you're up. Like, okay. Well, that didn't take off. <laughs> Um, so I just kind of struck out my shit on there. Like, okay, no, you're second. And then they, I think they started with JC Mortensen, I want to say. And, uh, yeah, he, he was up, he ended up, or I didn't really get to watch him, you know, I'm kind of next. So you never really get to get, you watch got funny. He got and, uh, yeah, it, it didn't sound like it. It obviously didn't go good for him. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of, yeah, went about my business and definitely staying on that one. I was definitely pretty freaking excited because like well i'm obviously gonna make something here like yeah, yeah. some other guys obviously ride good but like whatever i freaking finally stayed on one again and then i had lonnie and parsnips who were kind of only guys standing on our shoot and uh he's like how fucking nervous are you right now like, i don't know just, fuck, just hanging out man and he's like man man i'm shitting myself right now i'm so freaking nervous yeah. like well well, I don't really know what to think. Freaking old Parks just been getting on a lot of bulls today. And, uh, <laughs> I can't harsh. remember who. It was. Yeah, and then I think Dakota was, or yeah, shit, I can't even remember who was out third, and they bucked off. And uh, I, I didn't even know if Parsip was like cheering or like gritting his teeth or what. And him and Lonnie are both like, "Holy shit! Like you're not freaking out, huh?" No, but you guys are gonna make me freak out. Yeah. <laughs> You're not helping. You're not helping. Yeah, yeah. You're not helping the case here. And I was just like, well, I'm, I'm not gonna say a damn word. I'm just gonna sit here and watch. She's like, one of these guys liable to stay on. And then I can't remember who was last. And yeah, they end up bucking off too. And geez, then the two guys are patting me on the back and both beat the shit out of me, yeah. just trying to give me hugs and stuff. And then like, holy shit, that. That didn't work out how I expected. That's for damn sure. But yeah, then you just take the little long run across the arena, you know, and then you see an 80 pound bronze sitting up there with your name on it. So, yeah, definitely yeah, pretty cool. I bet. Uh, that's great, man. I bet. Put that check above your head and it fucking sinks in. Did it. Oh, yeah. Did, did you uh, ask anybody where the other 50 was? Just uh, yeah, I was wondering. I said, "Is that is that fifty just kind of come later, or uh, is this is this U.S. funds?" Yeah, yeah. You, you didn't happen to invest it for me or something. Did you? Yeah. So uh, you and I had a you and I had a chat. I think it was Tuesday after you won, um, and you're headed back to the Extreme Bulls. It's was it Spanish Fork, maybe. Yeah, you're that's right. Yeah. So. Uh, with Calgary being PRCA approved this year, um, obviously I, I think we discussed you 30, 30 some thousand of it goes towards the PRCA, PRCA standings, which obviously counts for the, the national finals rodeo in Las Vegas. Um, was there a game plan if you didn't have that success in Calgary 
Are you shifting to Canadian rodeos right now? PBR Canada events, which we still have some time for uh, the Cup Series events, but you know we had a good week of touring pro events last week. Was was that kind of in the back of your mind, or was it always to get to Cheyenne, Spanish Fork, and those those yeah. rodeos? Yeah, I think you know, just I, I'm already I was already entered entered everywhere down here. You know, I've I've had my plans of just making you know making that NFR kind of just decided that I guess at the start of the year. Um, yeah, I obviously I'd like to come back up there, come to some rodeos, come to some bull ridings, but you know, it's, it's hard when, you know, I'm, I'm entering with the guys down here, which are going to, you know, all these rodeos and, and that's it. So it's, it's, it's kind of hard to, you know, get a balance of taking off to go back home and, you know, you kind of by yourself to go back home, duck off to go to them border ridings and stuff like that. So yeah, Calgary didn't change. I wouldn't say a whole lot. I mean, if I, I guess part of me wanted to come back up there for some events for sure. Like, especially Czar Lake, even I, I got in, I felt like I was getting some shit from a lot of locals for that. I'm like, Oh, what yeah. the hell you did? We're not good enough for you. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they throw that out there. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I don't think it changed a whole lot. You know, I, I, I definitely have my goals to make that at far at the start of the year. So I was, I was still going to push for that. And it seems like I ride way better in the fall usually anyways like even a 19 like i showed up i around the fourth of july i think i had like six thousand bucks one like i was getting drawn out of shit and you know finished off the year really good and you know made it work so mm-hmm. I, yeah i already i was definitely definitely i still had you know more than a chance to make it for sure this just happened to bump me up a hell of a lot more than a lot of the other rodeos would. where did it push you to uh, yeah, it? I think originally it was 14th or 15th. I think I'm 16th or 17th here now, though. So, I mean, okay. still yeah. right, right yeah. in the mix for sure, though. And so. do you do you find at this point in your career, you know, it's a fact you get to a certain point in your career, you have to strategically plan and maybe go to not as many in a year, but really plan which ones you want to hit and click at? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, if it was, you know, me entering or going by myself, I'd certainly be a lot more fussy, I guess you could say. Um, the guys I'm with, they like going, you know, a lot more than I even usually do. I bet you this year I'll probably hit up more more rodeos than I bet ever. If, uh, if I continue this pace all year, I guarantee I'll hit more rodeos than I probably ever have. No, um, but, um, Who just, are you with? You Who's know, entering you? Uh, Roscoe Jarbo, Brady Portnier. Well, Garrett yeah. Smith was with us too, but he broke his foot, so he's he's gonna be out here for probably eight weeks. Yeah. Had to get surgery, so yeah. I mean, these guys for sure they're they're gung ho wanting to go everywhere. So I pretty much just said, well, you know, if I'm gonna do it, I better hop in with the group that's wanting to go. Yeah. And uh, these guys are doing it, so he's yeah. Tough, I mean, uh, pretty tough pen of bull riders in the PRCA right now too. Oh, yeah. you know, J- JB, JB brings that average up. I think, uh, you know, he had a bit of a slow start, but God, he's, uh, I think he's third right now. Is he third or fourth in the yeah. world? So. Yeah, he's right up there for sure. Yeah. Like you said, a little, maybe a little slower start, but yeah, he definitely can't count that guy out. You know, he's, you know, he's riding the shit out of everything here right now. And man, so many guys are, I like guess it's, it's crazy. You know, you, you go up and you can be 86 somewhere like i think in mandan i was 87 or i think 87 i got eight oh, okay. like yeah. you just you know you get a good pen of bulls uh, in mandan yeah so yeah there's definitely you know 
I mean, you got to, you know, certainly stay consistent and ride a lot of good bulls all the time because guaranteed someone is going to be staying on. Do you you think this year is one, like the toughest competition year looking around, like as compared to the past two or three is, is the competition, you know, 50% tougher this year honestly i think i think it is gone up you know i think there there's a lot of young guys come up here in the last couple of years you know that are you know hungry early one and they all ride good and there hasn't been a whole lot of guys you know other than like jw harris that's really kind of the only big guy i can think of that's you know retired or you know got out in the last little bit so mm-hmm. with all these young guys coming up that are riding really good and you know um, I think, yeah, competition has definitely gone up here in the last little bit, for sure. I, I feel like Canada's honestly similar as that, similar with that too. You know, oh, I noticed a lot of guys yeah. the last couple of years. Yeah, I uh, I really noticed it at Tanner's PBR about the Canadian guys. There's mm-hmm. some young guys that 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 Sully kid is just continuing to impress me. Um, he uh, he got. And Griffin Smelter, yeah, but uh, Sully was going to win it all in uh, Czar Lake there and got bucked off right at the tweeter and had a little nap. It was actually, a, it didn't look good the way he kind of landed on the back of his head, but I'll tell you what, the reason he landed on the back of his head is because he did not quit trying that, that whole way. Um, but I was just checking out the standings today. You know, Sully's number three in Canada. That's not too yeah. shabby for a young kid, you know. Um, well. And Smelter, that Smelter kid's getting her dialed in. Nick Tetz, there's another guy. We've talked about Nick Tetz on our telecasts and TSN. Uh, yeah, he's coming. He's coming to win. You'll have your work cut out for you there, you wily old vet, when you get back yeah. up here in October. Yeah, you're not. You're not shit. And I guess yeah. This is maybe a little more incentive to actually have to come back up there and make sure the Lebester's still think I can play. Yeah. Keep hanging with the boys. Yeah. Now, now, yeah, not, now you're talking like the real vet. Yeah. yeah. Keep yeah. them little bastards right where you well, are, right? Yeah. It's kind of like when I started and I thought I was going to have to fight Tanner at my first cup event ever. <laughs> what happened there? What? What? We better tell that story. Oh, okay. fuck. Remember, Here we go. Was it, uh, was it Ottawa where Probably. you hung up for like, 10 minutes yeah correct yeah, correct yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so ottawa i guess that's my i think second pbr ever and uh first which at, at the time was uh was a rocky mountain cup i think rocky rocky cup. rocky boots rocky yeah. either way so yeah I, I felt like i was like shit I, I placed up the first pbr and i'm already getting into this one damn this is going good and Anyways, I freaking buck off there. Pretty sure didn't go over the shit. And uh, well, they uh, all the it was I can't even remember what day of the week it was, but I remember all the bars were closed. And I mean, I wasn't even old enough to be getting into it because I was just eighteen. And uh, we found that little local place. All of us go into, and he's there cooking us pizzas, everything. There's definitely a hefty bill for at the end of that one. And you know, I'm. I thought it was pretty cool, you know, hanging out with all these old boys and all these you know, guys I've looked up to for a while. And I said, shit, I'm drinking whiskey with these guys. This is fun. And, uh, and yeah, got, got kicked out of that place. And well, the one, there's one random guy in there and I don't know if he worked there or what the case was, but either way, he just said, Hey, well, we can't serve you no more booze, but I got a bottle of Jameson's on the back of my Prius. Prius. Well, sign me up. So I remember me and Chad Bestbug decided to go out there. All right. 
to see this bottle of whiskey you got. They already had like two sips out of it by the looks of it. Like, oh, so it's not a fresh bottle. It's like, well, no. Well, how much you want for it? I think he still won like 30, 40 bucks for this thing. <laughs> well, in that we're out of, we need, we're out of, we need so, it. Yeah, you know what? We need it more than you do. We'll take it. And uh, we go back to the hotel room. All Everyone's sitting in the hotel, you know, sipping on this bottle of Jameson. So we obviously have no mix for it. And uh, that's Ooh. when I think. That's when I think Krusty started to get mad. Obviously, I no, mean, James, oh, I don't get mad. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the keyword the keyword to this whole conversation is whiskey. Like that, yeah. that right there is setting what, what what is about to take place tonight. <laughs> so yeah, we we're in there carrying on, and uh, Tanner's fairly pie-eyed, I guess, at this point, <laughs> and uh, and he looks at me. And he says, and you, little rookie cocksucker, like, what, what are you shitting on me for? I didn't do nothing. And he's just, because you think you're so much better. Like, no, I don't. I was fucked off today. I didn't do her the shit. And he's like, nah, you, just a little rookie cocksucker. And my immediate reaction is, well, this is my first time around these guys. I can't be coming across as a pussy. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have to stand up for myself. Yeah. Even though I'm 90 percent sure this guy's gonna kick my ass, I'm, I'm gonna have to say something. So that's when I come up with your two favorite nicknames. Yeah. And I say, say, well, fuck you, ketchup nuts. <laughs> and everyone, everybody burst out laughing except for Tanner. Ketchup uh, well, nuts. Oh, it's cool. There's another like one that. coming. Just wait. Yeah. There's another one. So, so everyone's laughing and Tanner's really not taking a good now because everyone's laughing at him <laughs> and apparently a rookie made him feel like a jackass so he looks and says what the fuck did you just say I was like oh sorry did I stutter cinnamon dick <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and from there all hell pretty much broke loose everyone is laughing even hysterically now and Tanner instead of you know, reaching down to punch me in the face. He just grabs my boots and starts beating the shit out of my shins and knees with the heels of my boots. With your own boots. Yeah, with my own boots. I'm sitting on the bed and he just grabs them and starts beating the shit out of me with my boots. I'm up kicking, trying to get the big tall bastard in the head, but I can't even reach him. And finally, I, I can't remember who was like, oh, fuck, leave him alone, Tanner, you drunk bastard. And he, and uh, so, yeah, that was the first encounter with Tanner. And I think we're sitting in the airport the next morning at oh. Red Eye Flight, not feeling oh. a shit. There's a lot Pretty of sure. those flights from out east. Oh. A lot of those mornings. Oh. Yeah. And I remember Tanner come up to me. He's like, well, you little bastard, I ain't gonna lie. That was pretty funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, <hell> yeah. <laughs> Made a friend. <laughs> Made a friend instantly. I'm like, you know, the South Park, uh, like obviously Ginger and Daywalker and all the, you know, the redheaded nicknames that come along with having red hair. But that was the first for cinnamon dick and ketchup nuts. And fuck. <laughs> that, is, that is gold. That is a fuck. I love that. Me and Best Bug, we still talk about that. Like, fuck. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. Well, so good work. I, have, good work. I have to agree with you a little bit there. You know, in that situation, he was being a real cinnamon dick, wasn't he? <laughs> uh, yeah. See, that's yeah. How I look at it. 
too. So I was like, well, I can't take this shit from this guy. <laughs> yeah, that's good. What about uh, what about Kevin West? Is your father-in-law? For people that don't know Kevin West, you can go back to our one of our earlier podcasts with Bryce West, and very similar, very similar guy. You'll understand who Kevin is yeah. if you listen to Bryce's <laughs> um, pod. One of the one of the best boat riders, obviously, yeah, from Canada. You know, back in the day, and a fucking wild ass and a Calgary Stampede champion. What did he say to you as his, as a father-in-law, as a past Calgary Stampede champion? What was his words after you won that? Um, yeah, he was, he was pretty damn excited. That's for sure. He's like, you know, um, he said between him and Wendy, he said, geez, a remote I thought was going to go through the TV or something. He said there was <laughs> the amount of hooting and hollering and screaming. He's like, he's like, it was, like, I was so much more nervous watching you than getting on myself. Holy shit. I was out, sitting there in the living room. And, uh, yeah, then he just said, he's like, man, that's so cool. You know, you're, you're set up for the rest of the year now. He's like, and, well, I guess you guys know Kevin. He's kind of made in Taiwan and not very durable. He's like, yeah, you're going to have a great year. Rest of the summer like I did. Well, at least until I broke my leg two weeks later. But that shouldn't happen to you. No, what's it's like around there? What's the insights around the old the, the West Ranch for others that, that maybe don't know? Uh, Lonnie West, bull rider, one of the greats out of, out of Canada right now. Billy was a great bow rider. Sarah's the sister, your wife, the sister to those boys. What's that whole fucking, maybe your first impression? What was it like starting to hang around that crew? That we, yeah, that we your first. Know, but yeah, the encounter with the West clan. Your first well, breakfast, the morning you woke up. <laughs> Our, <laughs> first breakfast. We, we, can, we can get to that. So luckily I knew Kevin and I, well, I you know, I rode steers with the boys and everything. So I, I knew, knew all of them. I got how I even got to meet Sarah. And knew Kevin, like Kevin was always a big help to us, like, you know, riding steers and which I'm surprised anyone helped me ride the steers because I suck so freaking bad. But <laughs> anyways, then, uh, yeah, I guess fast forward a few years. Um, yeah, I mean, I was talking with Bryce and this, I guess, I hadn't been dating Sarah for too, too long as at this point. Uh, Bryce said, well, yeah, are you, you going to come up this weekend? I said, yeah, no, I should be there tomorrow. I said, well, why don't you just come up tonight? Ah, well, I guess I could. And then I was like, probably everyone's going to bed right away. He's like, oh, I'll stay up for you. You can, you can, you can surprise Sarah. Okay. So, so yeah, or, sure. I'm not doing nothing. I'll come up there. So anyways, kind of get in the house and well, a fairly avid hunter myself, I guess. So walk into the living room. It's a living room of, of death. I guess you could say. <laughs> and I kind of got caught up and I just started looking around. Holy shit. There's some big deer in here. Bryce, he's like, why are you going to go see Sarah? Well, yeah, just give me a sec. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, get there. Whatever. Everyone is, is in bed that night and wake up in the morning. Or Sarah told me, she's like, hey, I got to be at work at like six tomorrow. Oh, shit, you're working tomorrow? She's like, yep. Oh, what's everyone else doing? And Bryce at the time was in high school. I think Lonnie actually, I can't remember. Lonnie might have even been in school or something too. Either way, only one home is Kemp. <laughs> so I uh I try I was like all right if you're leaving early I'll I'll get up at like you know 6 30 or 7 I'm gonna try to make a good impression like I'm kind of a real go-getter I get up he's already in like his third cup of coffee sitting at the table by himself did you um, come out of his daughter's bedroom yeah well I come up from the basement yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well 
I I did ask Bryce that too. I was like, hey, is it is this allowed? Like, I'll go sleep on the yeah. couch. Yeah, He's yeah. like, no, no, you you can go. Well, not gonna lie, I don't know if this is allowed. If fucking breaking some rules here, but either way. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I get up. So I think is pretty bright and early. Oh yeah, and he's sitting there. Hey, Jordan, how the hell are you? I was like, Well, I'm pretty good. How are you doing? Just just waking up? No, no, I've been up for an hour. Ah, uh, shit. I figured. <laughs> so yeah, he's just well. What do you What do you want to do today? Like, I I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm just here. You you tell me what the hell we're doing. He's like, Well, I got a brand we're gonna go to. Oh, great. I am the least freaking handy person on the face of the earth. So now I'm really going to show him that I'm even more of a dipshit than he already thinks I am. Like this is terrible timing, Mm -hmm. but I was like, ah, all right. I guess don't say bull in a bog hole. I guess he would say, (laughs) (laughs) all right, I guess we'll go branding. And uh, yeah, he put me on Sarah's old barrel horse, which I guess was his cotton horse at the time. And things a little hot to say the least. So there we were gallivanting across the pasture and me just chainsawing on this thing's head trying to get him to slow down. <laughs> He's just laughing at me. That might have like, been yeah. on purpose. Yeah, that was that was on purpose. Yeah. yeah, I was like, geez, I'm I'm really not making a very good impression right here. And then, so it's funny, we were on our way to that branding, actually. And uh, I guess Sarah, she decided she's going to try to skip off from work for a little bit just to come check in, make sure you're we alive. We're doing yeah, yeah. Check in on them, and uh, shit, they drove right by us as we were going down the road. And then she texts me, "Like, where are you guys going?" I said, "Well, I guess you just signed up for a branding, so that's where I'm headed." <laughs> and uh, she's like, "Oh shit, okay. Well, I guess Good we'll luck. see you later on." <laughs> yeah. Oh, text you in a while. Make sure we're still going, but. Yeah, shit, it actually ended up being good. I, I mean, Kevin's like, well, you better get in there, ropes and calves. Oh, great. Suck at that, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it, was, it ended up being good. And, yeah, I mean, I don't even remember a whole lot of the other earlier trips on. I just, I certainly remember that one because, yeah, he's just, I was almost waiting for, you know, kind of get grilled at the, you know, dinner table as he's sitting there drinking coffee. But, no, oh, shit, he's just... I think he's just excited someone to go to a branding with him. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Hang out and drink beer with. Uh, yeah. A lot of people don't know that you grew up, you said Okotoks, but you went to high school with Brock Radford. I did, yeah. How yeah. was that? Brock, oh, he was a little shit, to say the <laughs> least. <laughs> so, yeah, like, um, I guess I was born up in Hinton um moved around a little bit as a kid and um I guess I was 14 or 15 when I moved to Okotoks and I obviously knew Brock a little bit um just from you know riding steers and he's a couple years younger or whatever and our parents or parents knew each other good and uh yeah all of a sudden you know started hanging out next thing you know I can't even get rid of him he had his own bed at my house (laughs) (laughs) pretty much yeah, and he ended up, yeah, he turned into pretty much my little brother. You know, like, he was he was at the house damn near every day, it seemed like. And, uh, yeah, even when him him and his dad, Max, to get in an argument or something, his first reaction is, well, I guess I'll just go to Hanson's place because <laughs> I, I don't want to be around here no more. <laughs> so I even had to get, get to the point. I remember Brock called me once, and he's just all flustered. Man, come pick me up. 
like, what, what the hell's your problem? What's going on? You need to come pick me up. I'm at home. And then phone hung up. Like, what the hell? That's <laughs> weird. But all right. I hop in my truck and then I get a phone call from Max. And he's like, hey, you're not on your way, are you? Like, well, I was just about to leave. He's like, yeah, no, nope, he's fine. I've got him taken care of. You don't need to go anywhere. <laughs> yes, sir. I will stay right here. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was funny. You know, I, yeah, couldn't hardly get rid of him. He was, you know, I always bug him that he's a pain in the ass now, but it's nothing compared to when he was 16 years old. It was significantly worse. Than- <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. You also were the a driver for Jesse Byrne for a while too, weren't you? Oh yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. I almost forgot about that. Actually, it's funny. We were, cause he even texted me after Cal. He said, Hey, congrats, man. You've come a long ways from being my personal driver. <laughs> <laughs> did Jess, did Jess have a timeout from driving for yeah. a little while? Yeah. yeah for a little, little bit. And uh, I guess I was the closest. I mean, what I was, I was like four miles down the road from him. And uh, I even remember I, I drove him a couple times the airport and back or whatever. And uh, all of a sudden he just would start calling, just help do random things. Remember he bought a new dresser or something and he's like, Hey man, are you, are you busy? And I, I'm like 16. I'm in high school at this point. <laughs> and I was like, well, kind of, it's like <laughs> one o'clock on Tuesday. I, I guess I'm busy, but in biology. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I kind of need, kind of need some help at home right now. I got to move this dresser. Yeah, yeah, I'll make it. Just I see you go to the bathroom, but turns on going to Jesse Burns' place to help move a dresser. Yeah, <laughs> won't be back till tomorrow. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Then he then I show up. He's like, "What were you doing today?" I was in class. Pretty sure I was in science or something. He's like, oh shit! I keep forgetting you're in high school. He's like, "Well, this could have waited." We didn't say that. You just said you need help. Yeah. Oh, oh whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, good. there's there's a few trips to the airport for sure. Pretty sure I lost money in my so-called driving escapade I had to do for him, but whatever. The experience <laughs> pays dividends. Yeah. yeah. Experience pays dividends. Exactly. Yeah. All in good fun. Okay. Well. Jordy, this was more of a, a, a Calgary Stampede episode, and we appreciate the insights big time on that. Everybody's been reaching out wondering what was going on there and how it all went. And like we said, to win a Calgary Stampede, I wanted to get your mindset on it and, and what those feelings were like. Just a huge, huge accomplishment. So congrats again. And we're going to get you back to, to go through your whole story because you have a, a, a very different story than most guys in, in the bull riding world of, of how you came up and, and got into it and all that sort of stuff. So we're going to get you back at one point here and, and uh, get your story. Maybe after you get into that NFR and win yourself a, a world title, that'd be a, a good time yeah. to get you back. Yeah, absolutely, we'll, we'll be following you and obviously 3d athlete cheering for you and um, always got your back. But before we do, Scott has our, our infamous question. Well, Jordy, congratulations on winning Calgary, man. I'm super proud of you. I've had the honor of being able to work and running around in front of you for a lot of years, and it's good to see. So uh, with that, this is the NFP podcast. We all know what our take is on it, but it doesn't necessarily mean the same to everybody else. So what is your take on NFP? Well, you know, 
what what it stands for, you know, kind of speaks for itself. You know, don't be a pussy, basically. You know, just you know, stand up for what you believe in, and you know, put on your cowboy hat and wear it with pride, kind of thing. You know, don't take shit from nobody, kind of thing. Yeah, uh, not even a know, cinnamon dick. Not even yeah. a cinnamon dick. <laughs> <laughs> not even from old ketchup nuts here. <laughs> <laughs> even if he's a big goofy redhead named ketchup nuts, you still don't take. Oh, I love it. I love I, it. And I and I guarantee you have set the tone for that to come up in oh many more God. pods down the road. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't like. I said I don't mind it. I like that. Like I wish I would have thought of that. I was like, fuck, that is awesome. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you realize it, but you throw double deking tanner that night standing up and calling him cinnamon dick and ketchup that's probably saved your life <laughs> it probably did i was probably gonna get my ass kicked but you had to kind of take a step back and, uh, uh, i gained respect I know, I, yeah i don't got nothing on that i guess no that yeah. one that took the cake he won the time oh, <laughs> okay cool uh you guys jason scott anything more like i said we'll have to get we'll get jordy back and, and get yeah, into the nitty-gritties well, uh, good luck today, pal. Um, yeah. First, first or second section today? Uh, I I won't find out until I walk back there. I guess because okay. they told me I was in the second section yesterday, and I got back there, and my bull was down near in the chute. So I okay. Well, we'll be watching be today. Go but, get him today. Yeah. Awesome. Good luck, man. You guys, appreciate yeah. it. Jordy, yeah. Uh, once again, thanks for for joining us and, and giving us some insights on Calgary. Just got to say, you know, from me as well, a fellow Canadian guy, a little bit younger than me, it's great to see you going at it and, and going down there and, and trying to be the best in the world, making the NFR. First Canadian in 13 years or something or 18 years. Yeah, uh, since was, Bowers, I think, was it? Was it from since Robert Bowers? Yeah, to make the NFR. So that big uh, of a hiatus. That's huge. Yeah, perfect. Well, yeah, I appreciate it, guys. That's huge. Congrats. Keep her going. We'll be cheering for you. And uh, we'll have you back on the NFP podcast. This has been our interview with Jordan Hanson. I gotta go somewhere. I gotta go. Wasting time standing here. I gotta go. I gotta go somewhere. I gotta go. Wasting time standing here. I gotta go.